Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up, what's up, podcast people? <laughs> hey guys, uh, welcome to the podcast today. I am really excited. I know I say that probably at the beginning of every single podcast, but it's true. So I just got to go with the truth. So today we have one of the biggest softball legends. She's a legend at everything, honestly. But we have the Dot Richardson on the podcast today. And let me let me tell you a little bit about Dot. So Dot, I, I actually, Dot, I don't even know. Do you know that I call you the godmother of softball? No, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I call you the godmother of softball because you you really laid the foundation for everyone else, you know, two Olympic gold medals. But the way that you did it, you started marketing things before anybody else was marketing things. Um, and it was just the the foundation that you laid for the Olympians now and how they are perceived and how people look at them. Uh, I think that it is 100% in large part due to you. So... Well, I'm not sure about that. It's funny when people look at my generation in the sport, they think we're the pioneers, but really there were those before me. You talk Joan Joyce, Bertha Tiki, Irene Shea, Sharon Backus, yeah. uh, Stephanie Tenney, Mary Lou Cushing. I can go on and on. Kathy Stilwell, Snooky Mulder. I, you know, these are legends and everyone's listening going, now who, who? And maybe they, you know, Joan Joyce will stick out a little bit, you know, but right. um, the biggest thing is though that I would never change a thing in my career in the sport because like you said, I saw the first white cleats ever mm. to be worn. I saw the last wooden bat ever to be used in our sport in mm. 1975 at the national championship in Salt Lake City, Utah. I mean, I, I mean, from the, the first, first scholarships being offered, the first Pan American Games, the first Olympics, the first NCAA championships ever offered to women in sport. So a uh, lot of first. And yeah. so I guess in that way, you know, myself and teammates really opened the doors of opportunities and the first instructional videotapes, the first uh, poster, you know, for softball players, the first uh, player cards, the, I mean, we can go on and on. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of neat. It's kind of neat to be a part of God's got a big plan, right? Jeremiah 29, 11. We hear that a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I actually, I think I've showed you this before, but actually I, I carried your playing card around. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, you did. Yeah, yes. Dude, you're, you're a shortstop. That's number right. One. I was a shortstop. Number one. Come on. That's absolutely, baby. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So here, here's what we're, I, I love that you are in coaching now. So it's almost, you know, like you, you have done so much from the time that you were an Olympian, you're an orthopedic surgeon. I mean, just doing it all, going from one end of the spectrum to the other. And then it, it kind of seemed out of nowhere. We were at the College World Series and I really, I got to witness God calling you to coaching. Mm -hmm. 
right? I got to witness some of those conversations and it was amazing. Like it was just, I look back on that college world series, that women's college world series now and the conversations that you guys were having and how you and Bob were praying through it. And it was crazy how God was laying out every next step, right? Yeah. The biggest thing about it was we, I thought I was heading into politics So a lot of times we look at these signs, right? Things that are happening before us. But the big lesson was, do you give it to the Lord? And Mm -hmm. so before, you know, Bob and I talked about whether to be mayor um, of the city of Claremont or whether it be a county commissioner, uh, when we talked about it, it's like, well, county commissioner and a not-for-profit running the National Training Center uh, softball facility that we were able to raise money for and build. Um, You know, it was like, okay, that's where we're going to go. But what did we do next? Right. It was like, we brought it to the Lord. Heavenly father, how can I serve you more? Mm. Whatever time I have left on earth, if it's politics, whatever it is, please make it perfectly clear. Like there's no doubt it's where you want me to be. Yeah. So that was the biggest lesson because the next morning at nine o'clock, you know, I got a phone call from the largest Christian university in the world, Liberty university and asking me to consider coaching and then going to Bob, you know, my husband. And he's like, yeah, this is a God thing. You know, this, we got to do this. And at first I was like, well, yeah, you know, from Florida to Virginia, you know, is this leaving my mom, you know, is in her eighties and my family. And, but then Bob made it clear to me too. It's like, well, we gave it to the Lord and this is, this is the call. We have to at least pursue it. And in doing it, it was a big life lesson for me because here I thought it was politics, right? (laughs) And the reality was, no, uh, God wants you in coaching. Wow, man. Yeah. And that was from an outsider looking in, just watching the process of how God was just good yeah. walking you guys through next steps. And it was just really cool to see from the outside. So you are the head coach at Liberty University. And uh, I love watching Liberty. I mean, the stadium you guys have is phenomenal. If you guys have not seen the stadium, come see it, come see the team. You're, you're doing an incredible job here. So well, I would like to say that God is doing an incredible <laughs> job in working through us because the staff I have, you ask every one of us, we know it's a calling that the Lord has us here. Yeah. And the beauty is when I first stepped on campus, it was like, I just thought the humble beginnings of Jesus Christ born in a manger, mm. right? Like mm. we had a double wide trailer for our office, yep. the the girls locker room, the umpires changing room, you know, I mean, it was like a double wide trailer yeah. and the field was like a rec field, uh, but yet just felt, wow, what humble beginnings and let God have the glory of what's going to happen at Liberty. And he's taken us from 276 RPI out of 296, that means only 20 worst teams in the country, yeah. to our highest RPI has been 11. That's insane. That's, that's God. That's God. That's God. That's that awesome. is God. No, that's, that's really cool. And, and to watch you, you know, kind of grow through the process and see the team grow, and it's been really neat. So from an outsider looking in, man, continue to go where God leads you because it's, it's been, it's really cool to watch. So in leading your team, one of the things that you and I have talked about a good bit, you love the Enneagram. And the Enneagram is a personality trait test. And, and I'm going to spell it for all you guys out there that, that are going, Enneagram, what is that? It's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. So the Enneagram test. So this is basically a personality test. There's nine different 
uh, personalities per se. Would you agree with that? Well, nine different types, types right? Yes. But they're also, you take a trait of the, 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 the type either before or after or a little bit of both. And then in certain situations in your life that are stressful, you'll shoot to another personality. And then when you're in a calm and healthy re- type of feeling, you'll go to another one. So it's not like you're labeling somebody one number, but you're going to find out in these different traits, you're going to look and go, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's how I am. And this is what happened. You know, here we are at the Liberty University Athletic Department staff meeting. Okay, so everybody's there. And a special guest came and talked about the Enneagram. So one of my assistants, you know, we're sitting there alone in this table, you know, no one likes to go to the front. So we're sitting alone at the front. And he's starting to talk about the Enneagram. And all of a sudden, he started talking about type one. And we looked at each other. That's Coach Cass. (laughs) Right? You know, we're like, that's Paige. That's Paige. Then he starts talking about type two and three, four, five. And he gets this type six. I'm like, that's you. That's you. (laughs) And then type seven. And she goes, and that's you. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. And then he went to type eight and type nine. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Now Bob always says, you really don't have a clue about other people. Like you just don't get them. (laughs) And it's pretty much when I look at it, he's right. You know, because I'm like, why isn't everybody happy? Why isn't everybody energized? Like, why do people cry when this stuff happens? Why do, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I'm an encourager. I'm trying to, well, a type seven is a visionary, right? Mm. You know, they are an encourager. They're yeah. like, but the biggest thing though, in the Enneagram, I started thinking, is this a godly thing, right? Yeah. And I started thinking like, well, there's, there's organization in the world. Mm-hmm. There's design in the world. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there is a designer, right? Yep. We have a creator. There's yep. without a doubt. Even the simplicity of we breathe in oxygen, we let off carbon dioxide. What do plants do? They take in carbon dioxide and let off oxygen. There's a synergy. There is a designer. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't there be with personalities? So as I studied a little bit more, in the first century, the monks started thinking the same. Think about DNA. How do we know there's a creator? Because DNA, the genetic coding of not just humanity, but the world, is just different genome sequences that create different animals. And, you know, you look at, you know, the, the, the structure is, I think God is making it more clear to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so personalities, I'm like, the, the monks are like, here, here are these nine we've noticed and they have different traits within them. And so we're all still unique, but there's a basic design. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, let me try this. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> So what I did is I had my staff, right, take the Enneagram test. And I did myself, right? Sure enough, I was a type seven. I wing eight, right? (laughs) An eight, if you, a strict eight, if you look at an eight, they are challengers. Gotcha. Donald Trump, for example, right, is probably an eight. But I have, you know, an eight or challengers. So I'm a seven and I wing eight. Well, Coach Fagan, right? She's a six wing seven, uh, Coach Cass is a one wing two. My director of ops, you know, Lex is a as a two wing one. Um, my player development is, you know, he's a nine, and then and he wings one, and then I have also an assistant coach, and yeah. and hers basically is a six wing four. Now, why I bring this? I'm sorry, a three wing four, and why I bring this up is because when I ask our team, you know, like, what do you think about this staff? They said you're all different. Mm-hmm. And so taking this test, we're all different. But then I also said, 
like, how can I help the team understand each other better? Yeah. And we pour into them, you know, Jesus Christ, we're pouring in biblically, you know, we're doing all that, but yet there's still of, you know, love one another as you love thyself, you know, treat others as you want to be treated, those type of things. But there was something like that was needed. And I figured if I don't get people and understand them well, and this is helping me understand them a little bit better, and it gives a tolerance, it's like, okay, you know, the anger of a one, well, that's just how they express, that's their vice, that they express things, right? Mm. Um, Not healthy. What we want to do, Jesus was the best of all. Right, right. So we don't want to use this personality as a, a crutch, but what we do want to be able to say is how can we understand each other better? And so I had the team take it. Now, did the, did the kids buy into it? Were they excited about doing this? They started to get really excited because when they took it and read about what that type was, they're like, oh, that's me. I mean, that's me. Yeah. And so what we did is all type one stood up in front of the team room, in, a, in, a, in front of their, uh, the, their teammates, after we described what a, a, a type one is and how they can wing nine or they can wing two. And sure enough, they were up there. And so when we had ones at wing two, they step, they step forward and ones at wing nine, one wing nine, they step forward and we asked him, is, does, is this your personality? Is this what you're like? And they said, yes. Oh my goodness. And then they said, I go, well, how can we help you deal with that? Whatever it might be. Right. So when you get angry, like one of our leadoff batters, I mean, people on the team did not like her. You know why? Why? Because they thought she was so selfish. Like she got so angry when she didn't perform well and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So this was a stage for her to be able to say, like, for example, like if she didn't get a hit, she'd come in. She's so angry. And someone would try and tap her on the shoulder to say it's okay. And she'd shrug her shoulder away. Mm. Well, what do they think? Yeah. Look how selfish she is. I'm never going to try and support her again and encourage her. Like she's mean. She doesn't want a teammate. Exactly. Yeah. But now she's at the stage to be able to tell them, I said, okay, why do you respond that way? She goes, because I know that I'm better than that. And I let the team down and they deserve my best type Mm. ones are perfectionist. Oh my goodness. And perfectionists are the hardest because we're not perfect. Right. Jesus Christ is the only perfect person that's ever stepped on this earth. And he was of divinity, right? Right. So it's like, we're not perfect. So they are unique set and I can go on and on all of them. The type twos are helpers, like they're people pleasers. And the problem with twos is, you know, they want everybody happy, which, you know, is not a reality, but they will strive for that, but they Mm. neglect themselves. Mm. And so what I would say with the team is don't take advantage of such and such, you know, because she will do whatever you need to help you. And you know that. Yeah. But sometimes she needs to be healthy and taking care of herself. Yeah. And I can go on and on with each of the types, but all of them were like, oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah, she's like that. So then how do you take it into coaching? First, the culture of the team. Yeah. The culture of the team, they need to understand a little bit. Oh, wait, like the ones when they get angry because they didn't, they weren't perfect. I said, what do we, what should we do? Just give me a few minutes. That's it. Just give me a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And how do you let the anger out? They might sprint on and off the field, right? Or they might fire the ball to first base, you know, when we're in between half innings, right? Warming up. They have to release it, right? Right, right. So then there became a better understanding. And then coaching wise, you have to know how to talk to different people. Yeah. You know, and for me, it was all just like, woo, fired up, you know, so I love your, (laughs) yeah, let's go. That doesn't work for all of them. Right. It doesn't. So with a one being perfect, all you have to do is to say, love how you're firing the barrel through the zone. And she will do it over and over and over. You never have to say it again. 
Wow. Like she'll do it over and over again. However, type three, they define their worth in working. Like they, they don't care really how well they do the work. They want to do the work, 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 go, 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 go. Yeah. And they want to see results, but ones are more perfectionist, right? They make yeah. a list, right? And they're going to check off everything on that list. So in the head coaching role in my staff, I don't have to micromanage a one at all, right? Right. What do you want to do? Bam. They do it and they do it beyond. You can possibly imagine they're very good at it. But yet a six is someone who worries a lot. They don't want to overstep their bounds. They have plan A, B, C, and D. It's hard for them to trust people. But once they do, they're very loyal people. They're very relationship oriented. And so with my staff member, the six, I was a bad boss because I have to direct her a little bit. But when I tell her what to do, okay, because the Enneagram, I I got better, that she will do it great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She doesn't want to do something. She's worried about disappointing you, you know, that type of thing or doing it, not doing it wrong, but just, should I be doing it? So you give her the green light to do it. And she's fantastic. And she knows people really well. Sixes, they know people, you know? So, um, anyway, I tell you, it's been a, a three, I'll get back to coaching them. A three, you do not interrupt them. Really? That's the worst thing you can do. So they're hitting balls in the cages and you go, Hey, Sally, like, like, listen to me, like eyes on me here. Like I'm the, oh no, 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 no. Don't do it to a three right. because their whole thought is I got to hit the next ball. I got to hit the next ball. They're going to pitch the next ball. They're not even focused. So for them, you have to talk to them in between their rounds gotcha. prior to their rounds, but not during the round. And I can go on through other That's examples. It's to like, know that. there's I mean, big stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been and really I think, you know, coaching now it's evolved and it's changed so much, you know, from, from when you were coached, from when I was coached, you know, coaches were, how many times did you ever hear a coach say it's my way or the highway? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I, I, I heard that most of my life. Hey, the right? gate swings both ways, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You don't it's, like it, get it, go. That's, that's exactly it. And, uh, you know, so I, I think coaching is taken on, it's evolved, but it's taken on a, a, a much bigger role, I think, than what it has ever taken on before. I think as a coach, especially a college coach, you know, you are, you wear many hats. You're a counselor, you're an encourager. Um, yes, you do coach the X's and O's, but there's a lot of times the X's and O's become a small part of the job. Oh, it is. Yeah. Right. And so I I love the fact that you use the Enneagram to really go, okay, how can I connect with this kid the best? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I think that a lot of coaches, some coaches are still in that, maybe state of mind of, well, I know what I'm doing and I'm communicating it and I don't know why they're not getting it, right? Oh, yeah. Because I think there are a lot of very knowledgeable coaches out there mm-hmm. that, that know the X's and O's, that know what they're doing. But, you know, in FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, we call it capturing the heart, right? If you capture the heart of the athlete, they're yours. They'll mm-hmm. run through that brick wall for you. And mm-hmm. so I think getting on their same level, which is, isn't that what Jesus does for us? He meets us exactly where we are. Jesus never says, hey, I'm going to stand all the way over here and you've got to come to me. You know, Jesus goes, hey, I'm going to meet you exactly where you are. You know, like, l- let's both get better through this process and let's both grow, but I'm going to meet you exactly where you are. So I feel like you using the Enneagram, it's such a great picture of what that looks like in the coaching world. And you said like, you know, is, is it Christian based? Is this, how does this relate to God? I feel like just right there, you know, getting to know your kids on so much of a deeper level. Now, this is the, do the kids, do they, 
Is it something that they think about when they're interacting with each other? I believe they do. Okay. I really do. Um, I, I say that because the biggest thing in the, in the, the squads, if you would, the teams I've had before knowing about the Enneagram, there were clicks, like a lot of clicks, right? Absolutely. Or there was, they, it's kind of a normal thing, but how do you bond the team together? Right. How do you develop this culture? And you try to do it through softball, but there was one kid that came to me, one of my players, and she said, you know, no one on the team likes me. And I knew they didn't. Oh, gosh. And, and I said, nobody, they don't want me here. And I said, but I do. I want you here. And I believe God wants you here. Wow. And she goes, well, with all due respect, coach, I spend 80% of my time with them, Oof. not with you. And it hit me like, whoa. Yeah. The biggest fear of these players, which I'm like fear, doubt, you know, like, let's get that championship mindset, right? Where, you know, how do I get them there? Right. But their biggest fear is to let the team down, to mm. not to be liked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm like, what? Here, I said, here at Liberty, we have the freedom to express our faith. And everyone, not all of them have a strong relationship with the Lord, but I'm helping them, you know, to remind them to, to nurture that. Yeah. So if you know the one you want to please is up, we should never be looking down, right? Right. Like look up. Yeah. He's the one you need to please. It's not your fellow man or woman, right? It's Absolutely. like, like God, but it's easy to say, how do you get them there? Right. And I, I've just found that there's a little bit more grace amongst teammates now, a little bit more understanding that, okay, that's her personality. And it has woken me up a lot, you know, with my staff, mm. you don't see as much, I don't get it. Like, why is she acting like that? Or what is this about? You know, what is Right. It's like, okay. And, and now you see each other understanding what I need to do to reach her. Yeah. You know, and she's like, okay, what do I need to do to reach her? And so as a result, our staff, uh, I think is really gelling, you know, and you look at the team, um, but there's challenges, you know, there are yeah. certain personalities that, you know, a type four is going to tell you exactly what it is. Yeah. Right. They're going to be straight up and some kids can't handle it. Yeah. You know? And so for them to know that, that that is their tendency, right? it helps when they kind of like lessen it a little bit and you catch yourself. Like yeah. me, I catch myself like, okay, I'm going to be a little bit too hyper right now for everybody, you know, like, so I got to be calm. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I was their teammate, I've been looking for a seven wing eight. So if you're a seven wing eight out there, you let me know, you know, (laughs) I've had a seven wing six, you know, but they're not the same. And that's, what's funny. Like, it's just, and you know, my husband's a five, you know, and I remember like, why does he take a while to give an answer? Well, the five is like the investigator. Yeah. Like everything they got to study and then feel that they are knowledgeable about getting, giving an answer. Right. So now I'm okay. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll hear from him when he feels he's when ready. He, when he's done the research. Yeah, two yeah. days later, he'll say, okay, this is it, you know, yeah. but um, it's really helped my marriage a lot too, so. That's awesome. All right, so let's let's end on this. You are a seven, correct? Yes, okay, tell me the best traits and the worst traits of being a seven. The best about a seven is we are visionaries, entrepreneurials. Uh, we um, are encouragers. We are high energy. Um, you can walk into your room and people know you're there. Yeah. Uh, problem solving. Oh my gosh. Like 
you know, I'm very good at directions and, you know, you tell me your problem. I love to try and solve it. Cause <laughs> if you ever tell me you can never do it, I've heard that my whole life. You can never make it happen. It'll never happen. Yeah. And you make it happen. Yeah. The worst things about a seven is we don't have any, uh, recognition or, uh, of time, you know, like, yes. like if I say meet at 11, I'll be right on the dot at 11, like this podcast, you know, right. <laughs> I was right here. Like, okay, you're going to be here. Um, the other thing is I, I don't, uh, I'm not empathetic a lot of times to why someone cries like yeah. five, sixes and sevens are not as emotional. We're thinkers, right? We're more head based. Mm-hmm. So a kid will come with a problem like this boyfriend has cheated on her or something and mm-hmm. she's crying. So what I have to do is to say, okay, I can understand. And the reality is stop crying. God's got a guy for you. He's not the one, right? You know, like, right. He, God loves you. He's got a plan for you. But I have to realize that there are these other emotions out there yeah. that are not all positive. Yeah. Okay. Like if something negative happens to me, I'm able to try and turn it around to something positive. What is God teaching me? Right. You know, right. This, this heartache is happening for a reason. And that reason is that I need to learn. Right. And I need to yeah. get stronger, you know, something like yeah. that. So a lot of times I'm, that's probably a, a negative. Whereas I'm a, I'm a four. You so, are emotional. So I am a deep feeler. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what are you feeling? Like, why? Like, go on. Right. In a, in a four, we feel everything. It's like, what are you feeling? What are we not feeling? Yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> we, we, we feel all the good, all the bad, but we're just deep feelers. We're very emotional. And feel you're very unique. Yes. And that we're gives snowflakes. You, yeah. And that, but that gives you, you, you really are a leader though. A four can lead others because they come to you, of, you know, of what's happening. So I've noticed that in stressful situations, a four yeah. is like, you know, you know, yeah, you know, but you guys are unique. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I can remember the first time we ever had that conversation and you said, Hey, have you taken that personality test? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, what number are you? And I said, I'm a four. And you said, Oh no. <laughs> And I was like, wait, what's wrong with a four? But you're right. If and, and for those of you that will take the Enneagram personality test, it is one of those things. You take the test. It's like 10, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah. max. And reading my results, like going, oh, my gosh, I had the same thing. It was kind of like light bulbs. It was like, oh, my goodness, I do handle things like that. Oh, my goodness, I do that's exactly how I feel. And that's what I think. And that's what I do with it. And so it's very eye opening, even for yourself, even how to send you an email or how to call like the worst thing for me is to be in a meeting where people are dragging it out. I'm like, get to the bottom line. (laughs) How do we solve this? Right. Right. How are we going to fix this? Right. And I was, I was with one with one of my bosses. Right. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm like, I can't sit here for an hour (laughs) as they go through each line. Right. I'm like, Let's get to the bottom line and how are we going to fix this? Right. 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 So that I catch myself. And so I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. They put a lot of time into this. Yeah. Let them do this. So it's not about really stereotyping yourself. It's to trying to understand yourself better. Yes. And how the Lord has made you and be able to have, how can I have more grace, humility? How can I uh, have more compassion? How can I understand yeah. Right. People around me. And, and I've always said, you know, the Bible says, don't judge as you judge, you shall be judged. 
there's not one personality better than another. Like we are all in this together and we're yep. all different for a reason. And how I know God is really moving and where we are at is that we all as a staff are different. Yeah. Right. Like, isn't that amazing that he's put a staff together at Liberty that I, every one of us are different in the whole spectrum of the personalities that we as people have been able to, you know, recognize. Right. And I just, that's just another reason for me to say, God, God is present with us and he's moving with all of us and just open our eyes, everyone, and just look and feel him and feel the presence because I think that's the biggest thing. I remember as a player, my coach said, the day that you have learned everything about the sport or think you know it all about the sport is the day, the day to hang up your cleats. Mm. And I feel that way in life too. Right? Absolutely. The more that we think we know everything there is about everything or about God or about coaching, whatever it might be is, you know, when we stop learning, that's when we really are losing what the biggest, you know, lessons can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love what you're doing at Liberty. I love how you're using the Enneagram and I love how God is using you. So thank you for being here and, and talking us through how a coach, and I, I think it could be a coach. It could be, you could use this in the workplace. Yep. You could use it in your marriage, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. It's, relationships. I, I, yeah, yeah, just relationships. And so, and then that's what we're designed for. We're designed to, to be in a community. We're designed for relationships. So Dottie, I love you. Thank you for uh, your insight and your Love you too, Danny. Uh, I tell you, I'm very humbled and blessed that you have me on your podcast. It's awesome. Oh, hey, I was going to say it. it it's, it's the Dot Richardson. Come on. Oh, come on. How can, <laughs> how can I not have the Dot Richardson on? But hey, guys, I, um, I hope you guys have a great week. And I hope you guys spend this week all jacked up. Mm-hmm.